0: complete this is bravo fox six niner can i get a vector on those bogeys i'm not seeing anything out here outside the most depressing landscapes ever bravo six to delta oh. one bravo six to delta, delta,
1: delta one speaking. uh do you copy you on the right I is delta one May see the hey, bombing. We
2: Another <laughs> uh, We'll
1: see the people oh, on
2: the right <laughs> thing that the Army's it security
0: force is in and right. right. out in route to
2: receive their coverage.
0: USS Hammered, all on this net. We got a lot of blinky lights on this thing that ain't ever been blinky before. Can someone
3: come help us, please? We're very scared.
4: Whoa! Welcome, everyone. This is GI Joe live. I'm buzzing. My name is Steve. I've just come from the premiere of a massive play motion undertaking, which we only had a very small part in because actually this was put together, uh, filmed, shot, uh, entirely spearheaded by the International Backyard, which is a team of operatives from around the world, play motion enthusiasts, creators like us, um, who put together this, this hour and a half long film. and. I need to shut the hell up and introduce the rest of the guys because uh, I'm a mess. Clearly, I've had too much caffeine. It's just gone 6 a.m. Uh, down under. So uh, without further ado, here are the usual suspects. we got Paul, the deadliest pencils. Hello, buddy. Hey, guys. What's up, dude? Fresh from the premiere. No, great. Dude. Yeah. How are you
5: doing? <laughs> no, rocking, man. Rocking. I actually, uh, Cillian, I just finished the prem and
4: it was super cool to watch. I heard um, you... Caught it on your big screen. Yeah, yeah I wish yeah. I'd done that. I was yeah, I was like craning what? over my laptop so I could uh, respond to comments in real time, which is always a thrill. No, I just had the phone with me. <laughs> good so, boy, good boy. No. And rounding out the trio, we've got the loving, loving, loving scoop for it's Rob. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I I, I, should,
6: I, should I go camera? I don't know. Like, it's really dark in my room.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get more increasingly lighter as uh, Whoa, as the sun starts okay, to rise okay. <laughs> so it becomes blinding all right okay so we do have fellow creators in the house but right now i'd like to bring in swordsman who was uh watching this for the first time member of the audience hello brother hello can doing? we have your your thoughts man thank you for joining the premiere first of all <sighs>
3: I'm glad I was paying attention to my phone first thing because I thought it was going to take place right now as opposed to an hour and a half ago. So (laughs) I happened to look up and see that Oh, this is going to premiere in 30 minutes. Let me stop uh, my restoration of Battle Force 2000 and, and, and go to the living room. But no, guys, I think this was absolutely the best one that you've ever done. Yeah, we safe. always
4: wanted to do the epic scale, but between the three of us and our disparate locations, we, you know, it could never we happen. Never pull so it off. It, thanks but you to have to the...
6: be even more disparate by including everyone across the entire planet. Well, aren't <laughs> we lucky, man? On, editing. I mean, how yeah. many targets do the three of
4: us have cumulatively? Ooh, Maybe two one. or three? <laughs> <laughs> one. I have one. No, Paul's got three. No, no, no. We, all have, we have three. I've only got one target. And so I got a gold
5: target, but he's not
4: really a target. Mm. He
6: still counts as a target.
4: And I'd like to bring in um, a collaborator that I roped in because he very generously offered his vo- voice uh, talents, but um, you know, it seemed like everyone was just doing their own voices. I was like, oh, man, got to find something. And, uh, and I'm very glad he agreed to do it. Railroad was the voice of the Cobra Rattler pilot who kind of saves the day. Damn right. <laughs> Hello Railroad And he's morning a fellow world. Aussie So uh, good mo- well, morning on this side of the world Thank yeah. you for getting up at the crack You were in the chats And I know it must have been about 5am for you That's right mm. yeah. Wouldn't have missed it so, for the world Cheers bro oh, Seeing you. it for the first time What uh, What were your thoughts? What was your takeaway? Oh, It was
3: spectacular It really shows the strength of um, you know, Everyone's Love for the story, love for the toys. Everyone getting in? Brilliant.
4: Mm. Mm. (laughs) Cheers. cheers. All right, let's get stuck into some of the creators. I think we'll do things chronologically. Part four of this saga was originally going to be part eight, but we needed a kind of a a, a sequence to bridge the gap a little bit, and I settled on the excellent submission by (laughs) Snowcatron... Juan de Gregorio and Mark van Leeuwen. It was entitled Cat and Mouse, and it was essentially prefaced as a fight between the Sky Raven and the Night Raven with some Tiger Force figures thrown in for good measure and uh, the USS flag. So (laughs) here they are, the creative team. It's Snowcat Ron and Juan.
7: Hello, gentlemen. (laughs) Good evening. It's late evening here.
4: (laughs) Well, thank you for joining Uh... us. Thank you for taking time out. And may I just say that... Out of all the sequences featured and all the various styles that we just saw, far and away, the most crisply photographed toys were yours. Uh, It was a combination of obviously gorgeously restored vehicles and figures and an excellent lighting setup. I I was quite envious. Mm -hmm. I was like, these visuals are amazing. So bravo, gentlemen.
7: Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Well, we were quite lucky with the weather, actually, with the outdoor uh, uh, filming we did. And uh, Mm. so we not only had a blue sky, but also some clouds, which adds to the dynamic when you shoot, uh, you know, like... I was going to say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And indoors, of course, it was my display area for the flag, so I can adjust that as I like it.
4: Well, most of our toy Caves, I should say, don't have the best lighting. Uh, so I, am once again, I'm very impressed at how your scheme was so well set up for photography. Uh, Beautifully stuff. And Juan, tell me about your involvement, buddy.
8: Well, uh, <laughs> I was, I was really, uh, really glad to join uh, this project. Uh, uh, well, I know that uh, uh, Ronald, it's not Catron uh has more experience with this but uh i've always uh, been uh, hearing uh, great stories and uh seeing uh, great results of this so uh yeah i wanted to bring uh whatever i could uh as to uh to make it better i brought uh i'm a big fan of uh tiger force so uh i brought uh, my uh tiger force collection i'm a, I'm a fan of uh, the whole gi joe but uh i have a good uh, collection of tiger force so i brought uh, my uh my items there And uh, joining that with the flag, I think uh, it makes everything shine. So, (laughs) Mm. beautiful. And And this was the first time that um, you assisted. Oh, carry on, Paul. No, I was
5: going to say I I have great envy of your uh, of you and your um, Tiger Force hit and run. So,
8: nice, nice. Yeah, well, uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
7: I made it the point of bringing in tiger force because juan really loves it so um and when we started thinking of sub teams we also wanted to bring in sky patrol because it's mm. different so it's different than you know the usual sky strikers and uh we also thought it would be nice to get you know cobra vehicles to set them up against each other you know to um to fight the baddies with their own stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: awesome. Now no, you just isn't. need that sweet custom. Well, it's not even a custom. It's like an exclusive Tiger Force Tomahawk to round out the set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm giving, I'm giving Ron ideas now. Oh, dear. He'll <laughs> <laughs> make it happen. Juan, this wasn't the first time you assisted. I think uh, you were involved in the previous International Backyard. When there also was some cobra yeah.
8: bug action yeah with uh yeah that was uh, more uh, uh, submarine uh, uh uh scenery and uh indeed uh, i was involved in that uh and uh, well uh yeah many of my hands were uh, were showing up there awesome awesome I and had, trudging I had, through the the bog as it were you were sort of ankle in, deep indeed which was a lot of fun and actually that was a bit more outdoors uh, this time we we were a uh, uh, having a big doses of indoors, which is still uh, very nice and uh, a lot of fun. But uh, it's true that uh, the outdoors uh, filming has something special. It makes it uh, mm-hmm. a lot of fun and it, it really makes you feel like a, like a kid again.
7: Yeah, we were really playing back then, you know, with uh, last year when, <laughs> when we did the bug and the shark scene. Uh, yeah. And that was really I fun. find
4: and when I started doing play motion, there was a lot more play. And as I realized how to shoot things better, it did tend to suck some of the play out of it. Like I was like, mm, you know, I'm not just going to do one long continuous take and like be in the shot a lot. I'm going to get really tight with these guys and do shorter takes. So yeah, I think I think we need to find a balance maybe, um, and I think the audience might come along with us, but. I'm glad you did get some outdoors play in as well. Nothing looks better than the sunlight on these vehicles. You said it yourself yeah. a number of times, Roy. Right?
7: Well, exactly, and especially now with the sky rave, and I was, happy, I was really, you know, we were really lucky with the weather, of course, but um, taking it outside brings it to another level. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful. And mm. we did, for, the, for this video, we did make some conscious choices because time was limited. So, um, yeah, we made it very concise and uh, very practical, also. It's more like um, a, a video of, you know, displayed uh, figures and vehicles. And there is some action, but, um, uh, well, you could make it more complex, of course, but we simply lacked time for that. And actually, well, I'm the glad blooper-
4: that it was quite as stylized as it was because it allowed it to be adaptable with just a few line substitutions, I was able to shift its position. And I, I must salute you, gentlemen, you you saved my butt in the edit suite, because I was like, we've got three teams trying to do three different objectives, but don't really show the middle team uh, unless I was gonna substitute in the Tiger Force guys as that oh. group. So it was okay. a, a very yeah. useful tool. Mm
8: good to hear yeah well yeah, that's great you.
7: yeah I, I was wondering about your edits I haven't seen the whole movie yet since uh, but I'll, I'll see it tomorrow I guess but I did see the, some... the edit you did and uh, that's interesting yes and, <laughs> well... and the blooper the blooper reel you just Showed it, it actually made me think of the Truman show a bit, you know, at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. ends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's very yeah. true, <laughs> yeah. And, and the, well, the point you, you you did not show in the blooper reel, but then actually the, the, the curtain falls, and then you will see Juan's face. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's there for like a second, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I at least I saw my chin, uh, in, in something. Yeah, you stabbed Juan. <laughs> And, and we brought Mark in as well because at the time of the shooting, Mark was ill, uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. so he could not join uh, physically. But we did manage to uh, to um, to get his voice talents. Uh, so, for example, he did he reprised the voice of Keelhaul again, which we also used in Barging In. Um, yeah, so that's wonderful.
4: Now. I know Mark is on the other side of the country to you, Ron. Juan, where are you in the Netherlands? Are you even in the Netherlands?
8: <laughs> well, I am in the Netherlands. I'm in the Netherlands. Okay. I, I'm from Spain uh, originally. So yes. I was uh, born and raised in Spain, but I live uh, in the Netherlands. And uh, I'm in the same city as as, as Ronald. So
4: <sighs> Awesome. Good. Now I'm glad. it's It's good to have a Joe Bro in the same city because let me tell Actually, you, like... Yeah to add the ad- additional logistical nightmare of getting from one side of the country to the other just to shoot some toys it like does kind of piss on my battery if you know what I mean
7: Absolutely. Yeah, And the, and the funny thing is uh Steve we Juan and I actually met through GI Joburg So even though we live oh, in wow. oh, the brilliant. same city we did not know of each other's existence until Absolutely. your channel
4: Well right. I've traveled to a number of disparate places in the world, from the Philippines, to Australia, to China. Um, And this channel, in spite of it being quite niche, um, has had me meeting people in far flung cities uh, who know GI Joe who are fans of GI Joe. So I'm I'm glad, I'm glad it's got some connective tissue. Um, Guys, I've got two other guests waiting in the, um, in the wings, so to speak. So I'm going to bring them in. Um, but please, we'll, we'll kind of move into a, a more free-form discussion about everything. But let's bring in for now the creators of both the linking chapters, the, the, the devastation of the G.I. Joe airbase, Mr. Troy Smith, and then the response, the G.I. Joe team, the daring team that is going to penetrate Darklonian uh, airspace and capture the kingpin himself. It's Troy Smith and Cody Scalf gentlemen good day hey hey guys what's going on look am i am i looking right there yes that's what (laughs) (laughs) so thoughts gents how did it all come together for you
1: troy i thought i had the easy part all i had to do is blow everything up (laughs) it was just with the
4: spectacular style i must say um, and yeah. your section, I think, is one of the sections um, on a very short list of sections that I was just like, I'm not going to touch this. I'm just going to let it roll. I'm not going to make any cuts. It's just going to, you know, a- as the-, the author intended. Troy, you are, of course, a very experienced play motion auteur yourself, man. And it was oh, tight. Sorry. It was devastation from start to finish. And it was very, very nicely, crisply cut. Yeah. It also has one of my favorite features, Troy. Sorry.
1: My like no favorite
5: moments. Yeah,
1: Do go on. There was no valleys in this one. You know, movies have their uh, peaks and valleys. This one was all just like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy.
4: <laughs> Spiky. Paul, what was your favorite moments, man? I wanted to, to
5: hear that. Dudes, you're going to laugh at me. Um, Celia, Celia and I were watching this and she loved, um, well, now that I know it's Troy section, but I figured it was Troy section. It just had that Troyness to it. And um, you got all of the stuff blowing up and you've got hell has being, as being unleashed and, and like everything's starting to settle and there's this little sign that just goes dunk. And then you added a sound effect to like a or like a poof. And you killed us. We were laughing solid for like a good
1: minute after that. And you killed us. Oh, it was so <laughs> hard to get the wind to time it perfect. No, that, was, well, that was a pure happy accident and, I, and that's the cut I took. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I was gonna say because that you can't make that you can't make that happen, you know, like, you can, but there was just something so natural about it. So yeah, we're gonna leave it in the shot. It works kind of thing about it. I loved it. It's stupid, but I loved it.
1: And the tripod that I had was a a little gift that I gave my daughter for Christmas a couple years ago. It's a 360 uh, camera, iPhone Mm -hmm. holder. And it has a little button on it. And it just goes around in a circle. So I just set that thing to go around in a circle and I was just falling on the outside, just flipping jets, trying to keep up with it. I can't see what I'm shooting. I'm like, I hope I'm in frame. So (laughs) it was automated. It was automated. Yeah, so that 360 was automated. And it it just went around. And then that it stopped by the sign was just kind of, I kind of knew approximately where it would stop. I wanted to stop (laughs) by the stage. so lucky, though. Yeah, it it was very lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then once it (laughs) fell, I got to have the sound effect.
4: We've got a lovely comment and I think it's a, a great segue to talk a bit about Cody's section. Moonlight says, I think the best part of the feature was the use of so-called B-listers. I don't know most of them, but it was really engaging throughout. <laughs> and what what better introduction uh, to Super Trooper and his team than that? <laughs> Cody, talk to me, buddy.
0: It was fun. Uh, it was fun coming up with something that uh, didn't involve snake eyes and Duke and roadblock and uh, really trying to get to know these characters. You know, there's no frame of reference for what hardball should sound like or what um, I don't know, charbroil should sound like or what their personalities are. So it was really a, a blank slate. It was a good time.
1: And also speaking on the B-listers, is like we all kind of, uh, when we're putting this together, everybody's calling out Joe's, I want so-and-so, I want so-and-so. I'm like, who's nobody going to pick? Those are going to be my guys. <laughs> so I kind of went through and it's like, okay, who gets the least playtime? It's like, okay, they're going to get their airtime now.
4: Well, I know we've all suffered from snake eyes fatigue from time to time, but it is astonishing to me that he was left off the table or not I love oh, it. On the, table. on the table? No one took Snake Eyes for any of yeah. the sequences. He was Except like, me. on the bench. He was, <laughs> was bench. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> the only reason I stuck him in was because like, no, no one had involved him. I was like, geez. He snake needs eyes to be in there somewhere. It's kind of
6: like yeah. a t- typical episode of the cartoon, actually. He's nowhere to be seen. Actually, yeah.
5: Mm. Well,
4: maybe he does his best work when he's not seen. So maybe he was ever present. Like, the reason the your team got through, Cody, and they had so many, like, narrow scrapes was because Snake Eyes was secretly <laughs> on the castle <laughs> battlements. It Possibly. could be, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, this was a 90-minute feature which basically gives a snapshot of this epic war. And there are so many sub-stories that could now spring out of it. Um, I don't know. We could spitball some ideas, but... um, Oh, man, I, I, I'm once again, just really pleased at how it all came together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty rad. You know, you never know <clears throat> what you're going to get. Um, I, I get well. Based off your outline that that you get us, you know, uh, you wanted this, this and this and this. And it seems like everyone expanded on just a few sentences a uh, hundred times over. You know, mm. uh, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool process as, as compared to last year, you know, where um, <clears throat> one person would shoot a scene and then based on what that person shot dictated what your scene was going to be. Well, this this year uh, for people listening, uh, Stephen give us an outline and so we all you know we kind of knew what we were going to do going into it but we didn't know what cast we were going to use or what Joe's or, or what characters or you know so everybody kind of fumbled around and figured out all right I'm gonna use this guy this guy this guy this guy and that's kind of how uh, I got to choose Super Tripper was because I went to what year was it 87 he come out and
2: 88. On 88 so I, I, I,
0: that, that holy hardball oil Repeater, uh, Super Trooper were all from that same year. So I thought, okay, cool. Uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep it like this, you know. Uh, same year as Darkline, if I remember. But uh, I don't Thereabouts. know.
4: Thereabouts. Close enough. Yeah, well, close Cody, enough. Yeah. I'm going to throw some praise at you, man, because I, I don't think anyone has quite got your level of, like, play motion action. Like you've got guys <laughs> jumping onto helicopters and having fights, <laughs> jumping mm-hmm. off of exploding helicopters, landing on ATVs, having missiles mm-hmm. blow them off the ATV onto the tomahawk. Like uh-huh. the kind of action choreography that you come up with is astonishing. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like what we was what we were like as children. And exactly. unfortunately I've mm. I've lost that to, you know, the rather serious and and somber reality of like combat, you know, firing from behind cover. You've got your toys and you're like, let's come up with the most outrageous shit these guys can do. Like it's (laughs) 80s action movie shit from start (laughs) to finish. And I love you for it, man. And I'm full on behind you on that, by the way, Mm. go
5: nuts. The thing with Backyard, well with International Backyard and why I did it, why when I say I, but it's why we kind of planned it the way that we did initially was because I wanted it to be chaos. And I kind of Mm -hmm. wanted this one to be chaos too, but Steven had injected his own kind of chaos. So it's cool to see what you guys came up with, it's cool to see you guys breaking the mold on stuff. Like, you guys didn't like stick to a line, you weren't like, okay, I'm just gonna do this, you're gonna go, I'm gonna do this with a lot of vehicle jumps. Like it was very Halo. I loved it.
0: Yeah, right. Well, uh, I had no, uh, when I went out there, I I made my, I put my little styrofoam castle together. I spray painted it and uh, I knew what guys I wanted to use, but really that's about all the, uh, pre-thought I kind of put into it. Other than asking Steve a few questions Mm on, Hey, you know, what, uh, where are they in the world? You know, just little silly questions, but... uh, (laughs) No silly questions.
4: Um. Look, to be honest, (laughs) I'm impressed that there wasn't more um, interrogation. Like, you guys took the ball and ran with it. Like, I didn't feel like... I mean, there were two ways to approach this. Either we, like, have a massive confab, like, plenary session, do diagrams and try and, like, pieces together meticulously, or we just write these little... You know, little chapter blurbs, as it were, and Mm. let the creators just go ham and see see what happens. Throw it all at the wall, and hopefully, it stitches together and makes sense. And I think Tick and Tick, like it worked. Wow, wow. it Mm -hmm. felt wonderful to have
7: this this freedom, uh, Steve. You know, to just have an outline, just like Cody said. And you know, uh, we would we did coordinate, of course, the characters we used, and uh, that was helpful. But for the rest, we could just, you know, uh, use our imagination and go wild. So that's, that's what I loved about this, uh, approach.
4: Awesome. Yeah. Thanks Ron. Very gratifying and kudos to you all. I'd like to bring in, um, our 10th, uh, member to this chat. I think it's the first time we've had him on GI Joeberg. It's none other than the one, the only, the outbacks do. Hey, Stu. Outback Stu. Oh. Hey. hey, how's it, how's it going, going? Up, brother?
6: Hey, how's like, everybody! Dude. Surviving, dude. Surviving. I just,
3: everybody, I just gotta say, you guys are awesome. That was great. No, you're. I'm, awesome. I mean, I'm floored. I, after watching mine at the end, I'm like, I should have done more. Well,
8: <laughs> <You
3: guys, laughs> I think, you guys, I,
6: think I think in the end, everyone says that you know, like you you see your mm. own thing, you know what you've yeah. produced, but then you see what someone else has done, you're like, that's pretty cool, and yeah. I think it's 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 inspiring. It's it's not. Don't ever like. Think that whatever you've made is not good. It's all good. It's all fantastic. It all came together in the end. um Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. absolutely incredible. I mean, really, like be inspired by yeah. by. Like, I mean,
3: I, I, I was so into it, I literally forgot. Like I was at the end. You know what I mean? Like it come up, and yeah, like, oh yeah, I forgot. I, was I, so I stopped it.
6: chatting like halfway through. I was just like, oh, is this. Okay? I saw that. It's, I it's saw the like the chest. Like, yeah. It's the first time I've I've seen it all together. I mean, I've I just shot my little my tiny little bit. Am I I the only person who actually says the name of the place in this whole thing, Volka Land? I feel like you are. Like I feel like no one actually wanted to even attempt to say the word. You you certainly are, Rob. Times. I'm not really, really. (laughs) So if I didn't say say that, we would never know where we were. Um, And if
4: somebody else said it, I sure as shit didn't hear it. I mean, hell,
6: didn't hear (laughs) it. (laughs)
4: We have Larry Harmer to thank for these fictional nations of Darklonia and Volka (laughs) Kukuland. And I yes, think when he devised these words, he never intended anyone to say them out loud. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they stood on <laughs> a, a, on remain a remain page. On the page. That's it. Yeah. Oh, but Volk Kuckuckland, like it only occurred to me as an adult that that's cloud cuckoo land. I mean, those of you in the chat who speak Dutch or Afrikaans or German will know Volk is a cloud. So there you go. Larry, man. There we go. Oh yeah. smart boy mm. well traveled mm. i suppose also a good uh, award-winning
6: i believe he received the an eisner award at what? the sdcc oh. but Bravo. i think it's like a lifetime achievement award wow that's only like
5: 30 years Maybe. too late well, exactly a lifetime achievement exactly it's it's it,
6: it, it, <laughs> it celebrates his entire career i mean i think that's fantastic mm. i think famously he's
4: never received an award to now so I mm. guess he can no longer claim that accolade of like, yeah, I worked in the business for 50 years. No one's ever <laughs> given me anything. I'm so
6: good. I'm like a soldier. <laughs> yeah,
3: I guess we can thank him for Darkline. But we can thank who, Cody for the voice. Was it Cody? Very oh, cool.
4: Awesome. How did you do that filter, job. man? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was an app
0: and it was actually an a <laughs> Optimus Prime voice.
3: <laughs> no.
0: Oh,
5: no way. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> code is for the very win.
6: Dark lordians <laughs> roll out. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of, like, rolling out. I love the Transformers button. I said as much yeah. as in, in the comments. But <laughs> <laughs> with the transform, I was like, <laughs> oh my word. And I wish Bart was here for this, but, like, that was so clever. <laughs>
6: it. There love was that. tons of things I didn't expect it. So we had we had transformers, we had Ewoks, we had dinosaurs. We had a pterodon, was, yeah. Was definitely the all over the place. Amazing.
5: <laughs> I love <laughs> seeing dinosaurs.
1: Giant, I also oh, I also yeah, love seeing well.
5: Yes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're going too far now, but there's a I and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the Jurassic Park uh um, shaving cream can that was the inside that was used for the nuclear reactor
6: yes yes it does feel like that actually i'm
5: mm-hmm. i i i loved seeing that because i didn't i didn't see it that when i saw it i was like wow that's an amazing like celia and i when when that was re- revealed we were both like whoa that looks so cool that's really really awesome and there's all the green light and everything and then my brain was like wait i know that prop because I don't know about and I, I, and while you guys are all here, when you watch other people's play motions and things, I'm sure you you sort of also part of you is examining it. You part of you is going,
9: "Oh yeah, how did he get that right?"
5: You know, Definitely. or like, "Oh wow, that's like really clever idea of sticking a camera there or doing this with the camera or you know using fish lines to pull off bombs and things like that." Like I'm sure we all do that. So we do a part of us is kind of analyzing, going, "Oh, good idea for props, whatever." And i and i imagine you do because when i saw the uh, obviously the element x has certain things but everybody's up their game everybody has brought something completely new to the table on this and i'm sure steve and rob i'm sure you guys can agree with that as well there's just been a, a serious level up in everybody's
4: delivery of stuff it's crazy i think in absentia we should probably Talk a little bit about Dustin Cordish, who was not involved in Element X. Uh, he narrowly missed out on that and scheduling conflict, yeah. whatnot, life shit got in the way. But he was definitely involved in this big time. I think he contributed four of the 15 chapters. That was the Mud Fighter, the response team for that goes time. in. The, the yeah, he the, the, dis- the dis- disarming of the, the nuclear missile, like that set that you're speaking about, Paul, that was Dustin's. And also the exterior sets. Whoa. Like he had found rubble and like set um, play set doors into them, stuff like that. Like, excellent stuff, man. Like mm. excellent on so many levels. Uh, and I can, I'm going to continue to sing his praises and maybe just add more fuel to the, the, the dialogue here and say that his sound design is also astonishing. Like, the, the Mudfighter sequence was something that mm. required absolutely no music. I just wanted his his layered sound approach to, to shine between the the throb of the um, Mudfighter mm. engine, the sound of the artillery, just that kind of ominous silence when the guns are quieted. Like, oh man, it was a mesmerizing soundscape and I would have been an idiot to try and cloud that with any kind of
5: doof-doof-doof mm.
4: or old sunbow cue. Like, it was just...
5: Mm.
6: Beautiful, it's like a classic lightsaber battle when there was no music. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: yeah, I'm going to salute Dustin. Um, yeah, I, I wish he was here, I would definitely pick his brain about it. Maybe we'll have him on a future show. Uh, not um, to mention his
0: one-liners, his one-liners um, were gold in his clips, uh, <laughs> very comical. Uh, he yeah. had me oh. chuckling
4: pretty good. And the delivery absolutely deadpan, I felt mm-hmm. like he has a, a a flair for writing like like the mundanity of military life, that everyone is just a smart ass, but no one's no one's being ostentatious about it, like they're going to deliver their quips completely straight like <laughs> I fe- oh yeah, the one was at the target saying. Uh, what are you gonna do, Joe? I have the high ground. So Tunnel Rat blasts him with his revolver and says, "Now we're on the same level." Yeah, <laughs> I love like that.
5: that.
4: And it's such a good nod to Star Wars as well.
5: And Muskrat, like, like,
4: um, how many, how many purple hearts you got? I uh, lost count after fifty. Just one more <laughs> scar for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so good, so good. So, recoil, re- recoil says, uh.
4: Uh I get the feeling we're not welcome here. And it was just brilliant. It was so cool. Uh I loved it. Very, very nice funny stuff. I like the angle yeah, of that shot
5: too when that lines delivered.
4: An astonishing amount of work. I think, you know, it's it's the iceberg effect. Like we're seeing this sort of the edited cut down version, but like I'm just thinking of like hours worth of footage and set building and location scouting. Uh, I believe Dustin was escorted off someone else's property. There was some tra- <laughs> trespassing that happened
8: in service of this play motion. So, wow. you're legends, you're all legends. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell! There's so much to process of uh, of all all this film we have been uh, watching. So many details, and uh, especially uh, how the authors were really wanting to uh, to bring something special to each uh, each scene. In any level, uh, in uh, in the in the dialogues, in the uh, scenery, the usage of the figures and the vehicles, that was absolutely awesome. And they're, they're so, uh, I just I'm just looking forward to watch it again. I watched it entirely, and I'm I'm just looking forward to watch it again and uh, and uh, pick up. It's opens, a lot. Uh, th- yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to take. Yeah, true.
8: Troy, talk to me, baby. You
4: had your family involved in this, and a good thing too, I think. Out of all these sequences, yours involved the most choreography of equipment on screen at one time. You had swarms of Cobra aircraft laying waste to quite a, a packed G.I. Uh, airfield.
1: Mm. Um, who, who can we credit for your sequence? Who involved? Uh, who, who assisted? So I had Lily Bella, my 13-year-old, and I had Jasmine, my 10-year-old, and Johannes, my 6-year-old. Uh, and and johannes was
4: doing the excellent barrel rolls with that rattler man that's
1: exactly what i was gonna say it's like okay i set the camera down we're just gonna fly through real real quick and then he's going through barrel rolls like okay barrel (laughs) (laughs) pilot if
4: you're gonna do a bombing run do it with style baby Yeah, right
1: yeah i think they got tired of me giving him too many directions of flying the planes around and yeah, you know, but
4: yeah were you quite a taskmaster then i mean were you like we're going to get this right or were you like ah, you know what it's all good fun man hopefully that comes across on screen like what's yeah. and
1: all yep i'm a taskmaster master and then it's like okay you know let it be let them have fun let's just we got a shot it's it'll be the way it is it works out <laughs> i
4: might get something useful out of this <laughs> usable yeah. in the edit.
1: Yes. Yeah, but usually I they think... get to the point where there's like, I'm tired. Can I go inside now? And it's like, yes, you can. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and then you have to call them outside. Like, can you fly a guy striker for me? Please hold the helicopter.
1: Yep. that that's exactly what it was. after I blew up everything. It's like, okay, we need to do our victory lap. Everybody back outside, like, oh man, again, it's like, yes. Now you get to come <laughs> out again. One more time.
5: <laughs> I think you it's, it, I think you get award the award for most sky strikers on screen at once.
1: I think In that's why I, I chose that uh, to do the base because I was thinking it's like, gosh, I do have a lot of sky strikers. It'd be kind of cool just kind of laying them all out there. So I took a cardboard, spray painted it gray, and I took the '90s base um, again, going back to the things that the, aren't the play used feature. But, yeah, so I took mm. the '90s base and made like a um, a hanger out of cardboard to, to hold the F- and 16. a tower.
4: I mean the yep. '90s base because it's got elevation; it right. is the perfect airbase tower. That's yeah, it's an thinking. enviable setup, man. Big yeah. Time. Now we got a few concerned comments in the live chat about just seeing Sky Strikers, vintage Sky being flipped
1: and upended and rolled. <laughs> <laughs>
4: were any toys harmed in the making of this video i have to
5: ask no
1: you. no they were not and I, when i blew them up i was like lifting very slow and putting it back down like i was just tossing i knew exactly what i was going to do <laughs> it's like a soft lift and i undid all the um canopies they're pretty much broken anyway to start with so they fell mm. off real easy and then all the tail fins they're just barely on there so as soon as i picked it up they would fall off immediately fall off. so that when i put them on their face down they wouldn't snap so it, it was Engineered to uh, to go. It's that funny
4: way. because, like, it. I, I'm glad to hear that you took such good care, but it doesn't show. Like, it seems very rough in the final cut. So I'm like, my heart was pumping. I was like, Troy is really cavalier with that collection. I, I hope he's got like mint specimens that he keeps aside, and this is like the beta lot that goes like into a big box, <laughs> well, like we used to as kids.
1: I still have one pristine, yes, but and you know, there's, there's six of them and they're all in various conditions. Some are good, better than others. And, but yeah, I took care of them. Nothing broke. That was a good.
4: As someone who comes from, you know, a part of the world that didn't have an abundance of these toys, it was a strange, a strange sensation going to a place like Kokomo toys where they have like dozens of Sky Strikers just in like plastic bags, just Mm -hmm. hanging, hanging pigs. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is gold. <laughs> how can you put it in a Ziploc bag? But yeah, I suppose you do kind of have these various it's all relative, really.
1: So Steve, Damn. I have a question. I have a question for you. And I was purposely trolling you with I, I remembered your episode, you guys did a couple uh episodes back about the drones. And you were talking about how you hated the um the, the oh gosh, I forget. Help me out, the toy that launches the uh the drone. Jet. I caught that yes <laughs> i purposely put that in there for you and Versus. uh when he grabbed, he like i can't steer this thing <laughs> yes
4: the attack cruiser oh my yeah, goodness I mean, and the <laughs> irony <laughs> is that that jet
5: comes off so nicely when you see it shoot off you're like wow it's actually yeah, it's quite it, pretty like
6: really nice and then it gets nice. Nice. how
4: many so takes like how many takes did you need to get that right troy just two
6: okay.
1: and, I th- and i went hey. with the first. I was like, it, it flew off so nice. Like, wow, that actually does fly nice. And I thought it would be funny. It's like, as soon as it takes off, if it got blown up, gets
4: <laughs> Hans <laughs> is Ladies like, and gentlemen, another member of the audience. It's Mr. Hans Chow. Welcome, Hans.
6: Good afternoon, Hello. And Just warn you, Hans, dude. you're
5: totally live, dude.
4: You're
6: very live. Oh, no. Oh, you're no.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
10: <laughs>
4: so, as a, a first time viewer of the International Backyard 2022, Seconds to Midnight. Give us your thoughts man
10: oh me oh this was awesome it was awesome to <laughs> the spot. Uh, you I'm watched
4: just it right <laughs> yeah
10: yeah, yeah. I, I just finished not too long ago um it, it's it's amazing from the last one to this one how much more experienced everyone has seen it's like we've we've learned so much and evolved so much you know uh i i there were some moments there was one moment where i was a little bit um scared but more for the toys than anything uh there was a bombing run on the runway (laughs) runway and i saw one of the kids holding the mamba by the tail with its nose pointing down i was like please no christ don't drop it but you know (laughs) that everything was fantastic i I really liked it it was crazy um i was some of the way the props were constructed and stuff was really amazing I I i have so many questions to ask so many people about how they got those props the way that they did. I mean, I suspect they were on the sides of play sets, but wow. Well, ask
4: away, Hans. I, I don't know. You who's can, you can guide this chat from now on. I can shut the hell up. Oh. <laughs> um,
7: so when the,
10: go, when the commando team goes underground um, with Hardball and, and Recoil and the rest of them, the missile silo is what panels are those what what is that what structure is that i think it's play sets but i'm not entirely sure Joy, toy toy mm-hmm. stuff. all the all the little um all the little gantries and all that Cause this looks like a like it looks like a bleach bottle. Like someone cut the top of a bleach bottle to get the circular shape, and then placed it on top, and then shone a light up. Is that what you, is that what, what, what you did?
4: It's a mix of joy toy sets plus practical uh, stuff around mm-hmm. the Found house, pipe um, and stuff. I feel like some yeah, of it's like, like the inside of led as well. Yeah, yeah, LED light ring, um, amazing. It's so, crazy. as I say, we need to get Dustin
10: on the show to talk about his process because there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, this is... Uh, and I, I always want to take my stuff... I always want to... I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a play motion too. And then I'm, I take my stuff outside. I'm like, none of this outside world looks good for anything. You know, I'm always like, well, there are buildings over there and there's a chain link fence over there. And I don't want to... You know, you want to keep it as things. But, like, I think in the chat, I saw someone who was using a bike track. And I was like, that was, that's actually really smart because it's a bike track not far from here as well. And I guess that's about as outdoorsy as you need when your figures are four inches tall. Yeah.
4: I, I theorized that Dustin was shooting at a bike track because there's one section that has like a kind of a roller that yeah. goes up and over. And I'm like, mm, I've shot at a, a, like a BMX track before. Um, and it's, it's great for like tank battles because it's got, you know, m- mini landscape. But yeah, once again, a question for the man.
6: Um, a good, good one, and also, haunts like that stuff. There were entire sequences, I mean, filmed in backyards with like video, you know, with the jets kind of like fighting up against each yeah. other, um, and someone's and pool in the background. If, and that's the it, joy. Exactly, yeah. you know, like, as long as you focus on the action of what's going on and that's drawing you in, like, you could film it literally anywhere. And
10: when the sky strikers were flipping over I noticed that each of the canopies fell off in turn I was like that is a broken canopy that is a broken canopy because those
9: was all broken
10: canopies <laughs> that were over. and it was just that's such a common piece of damage for I mean there's even now my mind is just like what about this because I saw so many figures like I knew some of them were core figures but some of those were mishmash figures and like I think I don't know if the asp the the maggot commander, the guy in a gray uniform with the maggot helmet. I don't know if that was a paint job or if that was a, a custom figure. But it was so such a I guess G.I. Joe has had such a variety of figures over so long that right now, because I lack the expertise, a lot of the gentlemen who did this combined such a had such a variety to work with that my mind is like, I have no idea what I'm looking at,
9: but it all looks good.
4: Yeah. yeah, not all of it mm-hmm. is 82 to 94, and not all of it is to be found on yojo.com. Like, there's a lot of variation through the O ring years uh, now provided by like third parties like Black Major, Red Laser. And I'm so overjoyed to see a good selection of it on screen. Like, yeah, some tasty picks, gentlemen. Yes,
10: and I'm glad to see Darklon getting some, Get some, respect. some, getting some
8: respect. some respect, yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
10: The, the only other one who would have been cool is if we, we actually put Overlord in there because poor guy has nothing. He
6: has. he has He's legitimately <laughs> a black slave. There's a yeah. little bit of sequence, but well, yeah, he needs more bit, but, screen time. Next year, next year. Next that year, was CES. a
4: surprise. That was Andrew Creech, MCDJ, MC who brought in Cesspool and and Overlord like last minute. I think I got it a few days ago and chucked it in. What a treat. What a surprise. I mean, yeah, and and I loved it. And I love what he did with Cesspool as well. (laughs) (laughs) Cody. Yeah, I was going to
0: say his voice work was incredible. Andrew Creech did fantastic. Uh, He nailed it. Did
9: he get that?
4: It was inspired stuff. I mean, I know Cesspool in his DIC cartoon appearances had
9: that voice condition.
4: But on top of that, Andrew had him. Like, like this, the, just his mind like like, if, you,
6: yeah.
4: if you go back and listen to the scripting of that character he's definitely speaking like super villain verbiage I mean the, the whole time like every single line is like a quotable quote so the scripting was, was brilliant Andrew's, Andrew's mm-hmm. an author man who did that <laughs> um,
5: who did that awesome sequence in space that was Andrew what was that Andrew I I had mm-hmm. a feeling it might have been because I really enjoyed that as well. Celia loved that. She so like when targets. when the targets are going up to to do their drop and the lights and everything, loved that. That was super fun to watch. And the scripting there was cool too. Um loved uh, absolutely loved the background, the like very clever. But brought you in there. Nice soundtrack pick, um, Steve. <laughs> On the edit there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that, that track, isn't it called Airlock? No, that's Stasis One. Anyway, no, the stasis, is, yeah. um, a lot Stasis, yeah. A lot of the music was uh, courtesy of, of DJ Paul, Deadly Pencils, Bravo. So, in fact, anytime you weren't hearing classic Sunbow, you were hearing Paul. It's uh, my way of avoiding uh, legal issues using other people's music. I, I stick stick to the, the tried and tested. But yeah, Paul, thank you for the original stuff, man. Shut sure, bud. Yeah, we did quite a few new
5: tracks, and I suppose my, maybe now is a good time to mention uh, to the Boat Force, uh, I will be dropping uh, a lot of the new stuff as a tasty download on the Patreon. So, as I said, I would. So, yeah, um, a lot of them have been quite refined, actually. So, you're not getting stuff that's unmastered. You're not going to get everything that's in the play motion because some of that was super experimental stuff. But, uh, yeah, there's about three tracks there that that you can get excited about. So Yay! I'm excited about them. I've been jamming them in the house, actually, which is uncommon <laughs> for me. I'm normally so sick of something that I've made that I have to leave it alone for a while and then come back to it and be like, oh, wow, okay, now I can hear it, <laughs> you know. But Danny of our time jamming. says that
4: the Darklon voice was the chef's kiss of so the whole piece. Yep. Nice one, Codes. Oh, yeah.
5: Love the grades on those shots as well. Like, uh, on Darklon's shots, every shot that had Darklon had this, like, really cool grade. And it was, like, very, oh, like, when I say overkill, I don't mean it, like, in a bad way. It's just, it was pushed really, really hard. And it gives it such a cool stylized look. I really, really appreciated and enjoyed that. Right so, on. Uh, right on, dude. Uh, Is that you, Cody? Use,
0: yeah. Hey, I used the uh, old school V. There's a, there's a filter, old school VHS. And I mm. threw that on top of, uh, especially the one uh, where uh, Rob and I, uh mm. kind of collaborated. Hand over one to the other. Handover. Handover. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Uh but yeah, and, and a lot of I used Castle Gray for the mm. interior of Dark Lines Castle and man it worked out so good. I was worried I was trying to uh piece together a castle diorama and uh man it just wasn't going anywhere. Especially when somebody like Dustin throws out their well, this is what I'm doing, and and I, I just have a white piece of poster board with a throne on it. You know, it just <laughs> you, you feel very inadequate, you know. And so uh, I busted out Castle Grey Skull, and man, it, I felt like it worked perfect, and I was really thrilled. Definitely no,
5: totally
0: did. Uh, totally sitting dead. on the uh, sitting on that oversized throne. Uh, cracks me up,
5: <laughs> but it's such a cool shot composition there as well because you got him there and he's like shooting all like he's sitting there all like I'm the big bad and he's got the two IGs next to him and he's like super cool and then the whole thing has got this like strong cyan yellow color push it's just really heavy it's really surreal <clears throat> and it complements the intro so well with the like you said with that VHS filter that adds that chromatic aberration to it and I I really dig that um as well and i mean just uh, that actually was a good strong cue for me when i did the the title for the you know the seconds to midnight when i did that the graphic for that to have that mm. chromatic aberration because i figured okay if steven and edit wants to use it which he didn't but that's because i didn't send it to him soon enough to be fair um but i'm like it will fit in nicely with that you know so yay one
9: <laughs> i
4: i saw something in your sequence cody that like i have never seen before and that's getting a o-ring figure to plausibly sit in a big throne like Darklon had like a splay to his legs he had his arms out and i just thought to myself i very seldom see o-ring figures do that so props it's again man.
5: o-ringly fans
4: well yeah, yeah, you could see right mm-hmm. up into his um his T-hook there, <laughs> but it just it struck I'm me here that, like Thursday <laughs> there it is. Yeah, no, it just struck me as a very unique way to position a guy in a throne. I was like, I, I don't yeah, do yeah. that with my figures. I I fear for their crotches too much. It's only uh, dark on, dude. Yeah, he was comfortable, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um. we had like little little um, seasonings of Transformers Jurassic Park, a bit of Star Wars and Masters of the Universe uh, delightful and I'm glad that there was a bit of whimsy because I tend to take this stuff maybe a little too seriously for my own good
2: uh, well uh, but
4: that's the good thing know. yeah you gotta,
0: you gotta be able to uh, too much humor takes me out of it So that is also true yeah like the some one-liners here and there are great uh but you know like uh with the pterodactyl or the the dinosaur i mean it was uh, it was like the scene was so serious and man you know uh the the mud fighter and the bat and such a great dog fight and then whoa there's a dinosaur but i mean um for people growing up playing with these figures who had
8: Jurassic Park and
0: GI Joe's. Man, it happened. So it wasn't. It wasn't so far out of the realm of possibility. You know, it was. Uh, it was like, well, yeah. You know, it's about damn time, GI bird. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the point, uh, Cody.
7: I do love that various contributors did use. You know, uh, that we all had some crossover elements because that's exactly what we would do as kids. You know, having various toys lying around and just use them for the story. And it, and it So Ron, out. will
4: there be a mask crossover in the future
7: sometime? Well, who knows? Well, actually, <laughs> I had big plans of using much more, but uh, yeah, we had some constraints, so <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah. yeah keep I them in reserve the, I just for the next, next <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yes, I, of
4: course, another transform Transformers appearance.
5: I saw that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Very
4: subtle, just there on the corner, like. The... But playing music from G- uh, G.I. Joe the movie, Transformers the movie, yeah, exactly. Uh, I
7: for- yeah. which track was it, Ron? It was um, uh, "Nothing's Gonna Stand in My Way." Perfect. So, which which, oh, which, yeah. which was fitting for you know the planes taking off and their mission. So, yeah.
1: mm. <laughs> nice. I I remember as a kid always uh, going to my friend's house and using Castle Skull and that it, it was. Back in the day, before that, we had the Terra Dome, so it's a natural fit. It it, made, it looked good, and it it just worked.
4: I well, think everyone I, either I, had yeah. or knew someone who had Castle Grey Skull. That place, it was everywhere.
1: It was a good oh, yeah. one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and also, I
4: mean, Steve, do you remember like a couple of years back
5: we went to Cosmic Comics um, because they had a whole bunch of like vintage stuff, and you were contemplating getting Castle Grey Skull as a GI Joe yeah. thing, like to supplement stuff. You were like considering it, and then you d- ultimately decided not to. And then I started considering it, and then we ultimately walked out without getting Castle Grayskull anyway. And we went to the Toys R Us. And you got ended up getting that Y wing. Was it Y wing? I, I put it from edit.
4: my mind. But that same that same sort of comic agree. book store had um, Fort Carrium as well in Pretty mm-hmm. good Nick, and we passed mm. on that too. But I'm like, ah, I can't split round. my
6: focus, guys. I'm I'm GI Joe three and a quarter inch all the way. What I enjoyed of- is, that, is that there was an overall. Obviously, the overall arc is this war in um, Volcar Kukuland, um, <laughs> but how each like sequence had its own little story, you know, Talk kind of like name. from from, <laughs> from beginning to end, which I th- I thought was cool because there was, you know, like Joe's would lose in the one sequence, they'd win in the next, but there was always like a like a, an internal narrative between within each sequence even before oh, absolutely together, Each like, one of these contributions really could really cool put, put. it could be completely separate and on its own which i thought was really cool um and like also like accents and voices that people do um you're not not only with like voice synthesizers just accents was, was really 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 cool i think um uh yeah i i don't know I'm, I'm just praising everyone right now but um i also like some of the one-liners the one lines are really really good i think Stu, you had a good one with uh, I think it was like something to do with French fries, trying to get the French fries out of the the Cobra guy. <laughs> french fry
3: for of fish and quarter pound of Cobra or something. Yeah. <laughs> I it
1: thought just, that was yeah, real. It cool. just came
3: out. <laughs> Thank you.
1: I think Opex Stu is king of the one-liners and uh, trash talking.
6: <laughs> oh <don't> no, <know>, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 such it's a short sequence, but it comes together nicely. Like uh, the, you, you, oh, yeah. you get the idea of what, what's happened. The Joes, they're completely messed up, something's gone really wrong. Um, and you know, they're hoping for the best now. And the Cobras, are like, we are gonna have a good time, senoritas, margaritas. Magritas. <laughs> 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 absolutely <laughs> loved that. And then, well, it they out think as the they're perfect gonna get the credits, <laughs> yes. I thought yeah, so. And they think they got right the I thought, yeah, yeah. It
3: was a great, great placing, yeah.
6: And you know, like they they think they have the drop on them, and then. The Cobra thing there were the drop on them and then Outback Outback is there and he's ready to kind of like just save the day. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a nice way to end the entire thing. The lost
3: squad. yeah, I thought I thought it fit perfect right there, guys. I appreciate you, you know, doing that. Uh it was awesome. But Outback Stew's everywhere, right? Everywhere.
6: Absolutely. <laughs> Stew gets Out around. result uh,
3: he's also Cody, Outback Stew wanted me to send a message to you. He's still waiting. Big John Stewart. <laughs> <Hey, he's
5: throwing, laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just relaying the message. <laughs> all right. i So <laughs> I did. I did something um, because of lessons learned from the last backyard battle. I mean, international backyard. I keep calling that. That's what it's called in my head. And anyway, international backyard with Element X. One of the lessons I learned last year uh, is I saw all the footage. I edited the footage, I put it together on the last one. When the footage started coming in, I ended up being super, super busy. I'm still actually busy with work stuff. And I could still busy editing it. (laughs) No, no, not editing. I'm just still busy with like, so like this is actually really welcome. It's a great decompression. But yeah, I've been all over the place and I haven't, and I wasn't able to check guys footage. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to check guys footage out. I'm not going to check any of it out until it's finally edited and put into the final cut. And I'm very glad that I did that because I got to enjoy this as as an outsider, as somebody who I didn't know what to expect, guys, at all. I mean, I saw your chatter and everything, but eventually, it's just, yeah, I was just didn't know what was going to come my way. And guys, good job, really, really good job. Like a lot of those stories that you got going on in your sequences are fun. Your characterization is fun. The vehicle choices were great. There's some beautiful shots. Um, There's definitely some like cinematic tricks I picked up from guys. Then I was like, oh yeah, I haven't thought of that. And that's really cool. You know, like that's, that was really, really awesome. And and yay. (laughs) So thank you guys. And also thank you to, to you guys for, for contributing and for going as hard as you did in
6: this. And Um, thank you to, to um, Huda Cobra Commander for setting up Cobra Convergence. This is the sixth year of it. Um. It's certainly gone multimedia. It's not just videos on YouTube. Uh, I I believe there's some posts on Instagram on other platforms. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for just giving us the opportunity to kind of be inspired by Cobra and by you. And and you're just having a fantastic time. Um, it's, It's just fun to be able to just play with other people and to play with toys and then throw it all together. And it becomes this giant thing that we enjoy. We had a great time playing. And then other people have a great time watching it. And yeah, I think next year will be even bigger and better. Maybe next year we have a two two hour and two and a half hour movie. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Feature length, releasing in theaters.
7: I did, I did wonder here. about that. You know the the, the upload uh, time. You know and <laughs> then like technical details about that because you know when I looked at my part, it just Short part like four and a half minutes or something, and then I think you know one and a half hours. How long will that take? And you know, if you have an error somewhere in midway. Oh gosh, yeah, uploading. I think yeah,
6: YouTube. I can't even imagine it, how long did that take. It you was team? left
3: on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> it did.
6: It
4: took an hour, just over an hour to upload, and just over an hour wow. to export from the edit software. Mm. Um Which is fine, considering it's an hour and a half. Long video that's pretty hmm. fast, if you ask me. Um, the problem is when you re watch it and you do pick up things that you like, start seeing things, you're like, Oh, uh, is he actually telling I, the entire
6: world about the secret mission? Well, but it was nice. good, it was, was helpful because he was talking to generals, he wasn't, it's not a report to the world. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Look, I, things that, that, that bugged me
4: would only bug someone who's been sitting with it for weeks now. Um, mm. So I, I, I gave myself a bit of a ro- rope for small flubs and things that, that didn't line up quite as nicely as an editor might want them to. Um, but... It was a good lesson in in letting go and just saying it's okay. Like the message is clear enough. It's it, it's good. Leave it, Stephen. Because yes, yeah, sitting with like th- a three hour kind of turnaround time, if I wanted to change something, uh, yeah, that that quickly pisses on your happen. batteries. You could do something mm. else.
6: You could play with your kid during that time. I mean, you know, maybe
4: get some sleep.
6: Oh, sleeping! And- <laughs> I <did that> too. <laughs> wow,
4: I'm
5: sleeping. Trying to catch up on oh, that too. Or- going around going around the room, I'm curious like guys, what was your like favorite like stand up moment in in international backyard
8: to start with juan yeah <laughs> well difficult difficult to choose, but I You're was really start. impressed uh, by the by the scene with the with the mud fighter uh, and I think uh, there were some uh uh what's what's the vehicle of the worms uh, the this tank the maggots uh, the maggots indeed i was really impressed how well cine- cinematographically was at, um the temples and the and the uh, almost no uh, no uh, dialogue as well that was awesome that was awesome that that's uh, that's probably my uh, my favorite <laughs> like in many others i was really impressed by cody's uh 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 portrait of uh of Darklon actually I want to ask him later where did he get his uh the inspiration of uh, uh making some uh, uh such a such a good char- uh, characterization so I would highlight uh those two but uh yeah I could say so uh so many so that's uh, that's my choice well he's right
4: here Cody what was the inspiration for Darklon man
0: uh probably the mask
4: um
0: it's such a intimidating looking uh you know it's not like Destro. yeah it's what's like, what is this and uh it kind of has a darth vader-y star wars kind of feel but i mean he's uh he's got these like tiger strap pants on and he's just such a wild character that uh i knew he wouldn't have a normal voice you know, there's no way that dude in that mask could, uh, you know, talk like somebody with a piece of metal over their face, like like Destro. You know, he had to, he had to have something more to him, and uh, and I wanted him to come out with a bang because uh, it's the first time we've seen Darkline in a play motion, so he had to be uh, he had to be larger than life. You know?
8: So that was that was awesome. And I have to say, uh, that's actually. Something that makes even more uh, fearsome characters like Destro or uh, Cobra Commander. Because if you say, well, if Darklon is like this, then how Destro uh, can 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 be? Uh, mm. Or uh, if uh, a Cesspool is so evil, then Cobra Commander must be the real master of, uh, of evil. So uh, mm. that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, props to you. And uh, I really liked it. Actually, it's a character that usually... Uh, receive uh, not, uh, not much love uh, and some, sometimes uh, certain. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh,
0: hopefully this will open people's eyes to, to dark and, and what a villain he is, you know? Mm, so
4: he is the, effectively, he is the doctor doom of the GI Joe mythology. Yes. He's got a mm. small Eastern European nation at his beck and call like of all the characters, the leadership characters in G.I. Joe, he's the only one who is the the leader of a country. So Mm -hmm. that kind of power on the world stage is unparalleled. But uh, let's let's continue the um, (laughs) the praise train. Ron, uh, (laughs) would you like to tell us about your favorite favorite element element from the international backyard?
7: Well, um, so I will see the full movie tomorrow, so I, I haven't seen everything yet. But I would like to say something about uh, actually, I had the same thought as Juan about the inspiration for, for you know some choices of the voices, because what, what makes the characters really the voice, of course, what we remember from the cartoon uh, back in the day is something that, that we um, well, of course that's all in our heads. but uh, characters that are you know not that well known, or if you, if you have some you know, own thoughts about it, you can make it your own character. Um, for example, th- there was one scene uh, that was uh, not used in, in the video. I had a moment between um, Hawk and Gung Ho, and that was Gung Ho dress blues, Marine d- dress blues, and because he's always so, you know, neatly clothed, uh, I gave him an English butler's voice, which is totally not his character, of course. But uh, it was a link to my childhood that I thought. Well, I never really used him. I loved him as a figure. But he was always, mm. you know, standing around. And even as a kid, I gave him an English butler's voice because that was just about all he could do, in my opinion. <laughs> so well, you, you make him your own. That's, that's what I mean.
4: Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Railroad, talk to us, bro. What, uh, what did you like from seconds to midnight?
3: Well, two things. One, I love the ending, the idea of the uh, post credit scene opening up you know future adventures but um on the same token i am like everyone else i think hanging out for the spin-off series of what will super trooper jump onto next <laughs> I just needed love it. somewhere. it's just the idea of i got blown onto this vehicle, on that. onto this vehicle onto this no. vehicle onto this vehicle he's playing frogger you know jumping from vehicle to vehicle
5: i'm so glad you mentioned a frog <laughs> oh yeah, and
3: and frog Super pentor. Frogger, How could you amazing. not love frog
4: pentor?
5: <laughs> I love it. Like that's serendipity. serendipity. I love that.
4: Well, exactly. <laughs> and Andrew not only shot that, but decided to leave it in. And I was like, "Well, I'm not going to cut that out. That's just gold." Like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> what even? And- you can see lots of there. Just... I
9: once was a snake. I'm now a frog.
4: <laughs> some snake food, Man. or some. All right, no, let's hold. hear it next from Outback Stew. What's so good, you, oh,
3: Well, uh, I mean, to Man. me, I'm not a big guy like on planes and jets and all that stuff. But this sequence was just totally mind blowing. I mean, I was blown away um and also there was a part where there was like explosions underneath the vehicles mm. I, i'm curious like was that i've been wanting to do something like that myself in one of my videos i was just wondering did they use explo i mean like um how did they do that they use sticks underneath the dirt i mean did they firecrackers but the the
6: sequence i like think it wasn't a firecracker was cracker, but. Sure, oh, I hope not. Well that's what <laughs> well, so yeah, many questions. Also Andrew's sequence, wasn't it? Uh, Dustin's. Dustin's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's gonna Soil, have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I know how we've sweet. done it before. You kind of like lift it up and you kind of like throw it. But I mean that was definitely another level. It felt like the whole ground was coming up. Yeah, that was actually yeah, pretty weird.
4: It really did. Cool. It was well done. Well
6: done. Nice. Cody, you're
4: next, bro. What was your highlight uh,
0: I think my favorite part of this so far was uh, Andrew Creech's space sequence where he had the TV uh, behind his setup and not to mention his awesome custom Cobra space shuttle he had going on, mm. but uh, it, it had such a retro sci-fi vibe to it, kind of uh, like a lost in space kind of feel and, uh, very much like a, a James Bond villain uh, stronghold. And uh, I was uh, very blown away with his uh, video, his submission. It was cool.
6: It came together so well. It, it, I it have felt, always... loved love the use of the TV. I think we've done that before, haven't we? Steven used the TV in the background. But it, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Steven has always paused... And stopped because <laughs> his internet's screwing up. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
8: All
4: right, I think my, my wife is just woken up and she's tying up the internet, so that's why. <laughs> but I've always, always wanted exactly bloody hell, woman! At at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, anyway, I have always wanted a sequence involving a target deployment. And mm. I will give Andrew the highest compliment right now and say, I could not have expected it to come out better than what he produced. So, hats off to Mr. ACDC. That sequence was breathtaking and beautifully shot. And you know what? Using the background from a, a flat screen TV might seem kind of rudimentary. But if you think about what Disney's doing now with the use of the volume, which is basically just like a huge. LED like, um, yeah, like curved environment LED that they use to project actual. So yeah. actually what Andrew has created there is is exactly that, those kind of visuals. It throws the most effective lighting onto the toy because it's mm. like that is the light from the screen showing the projected environment. And so it works, man. It works. Our crude action figure photography styles are actually... It's better than Hollywood, you know. It's, hey hey, <laughs> it's, it's Hollywood is doing this stuff too. It's great. Yeah, they copy it. It's just us, us play with our play toys, with man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where are we up to? Troy, I want to hear from
1: you next, my friend. Okay, I'm gonna pull a Paul and name a couple things. Hey, <laughs> <Yes. baby>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think overall, I think my favorite parts is like the the, the sets and the locations that everybody used were just amazing and the way they were built and uh, crafted and used and the voices i love the acting that the uh, very very talented guys the the depth that we have to do to field all the voices are just top-notch i really enjoyed that and um i had a third one but i totally forgot what it was oh yes the You're use on the spot. Of the, we kind of already uh, mentioned it but the use of the uh, the lower tier characters or or guys who just don't get a lot of play i always love that just you know There's 150 plus characters. Use them. Yeah, put
6: them up there. Yeah. Well, you led the charge by claiming
1: General Flag.
6: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
1: it's like who you know. It's like okay, you got Hawk, dude. You know, Admiral Keelhaw is like, nope. General Flag. Nobody's ever seen him and used him. Let's. He's he's in Mm -hmm. charge. (laughs) (laughs) And then giving the hands over to Super Trooper. That was very cool. I like how Cody did that. Used him and. I guess one scene that I do think of was Cody's scene where Barbecue gets out for a moment to shine and just torches that his tank. It's like, I was kind of panicking. I was in fear. It's like, oh, that's a, the screaming, the burning. Even though there's like no flames, but I I felt it. It's like, oh, the horror. <laughs> yeah.
5: The line after that is so great. Finger flames are... Or-
4: Finger flames are real flames. Come on, they are real.
5: Yeah, finger <laughs> flame. I love how so many people use finger flames. I thought that was so cool. Like a lot of the scenes were like yeah.
4: finger flames.
1: Yeah, yeah. explosion.
4: Because we did that. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. Everyone mm. watching this, or anyone who has a background with playing with action figures, will understand what that is meant to do. There's it's absolutely right no question. Yes. You buy the reality of
1: like. My my son does uh, the footsteps when he's walking. Ah, <laughs> I
2: don't cool
4: I don't nice. know
1: if he picked it up from us and watching or he did it on his own. But yeah, when we play, there's footsteps for everybody.
4: Yeah. It's atmospheric. Yeah. Hmm. Hans, talk to me, baby. What'd you like? what did you love?
10: Uh, well, what I suppose I can echo what Troy said about using all the minor characters. That was really nice to see. Uh, the chapters that stood out for me is chapter four i so have you this in front of me, actually, and Chapter 11. So that, I think Chapter 4 was the battle between the tanks and the uh, the local military forces in the G.I. Joe. Vehicles, mm. I believe. And I suppose this is a testament to how many vehicles and play sets G.I. Joe really put up. Because, I mean, I, for one, never really sit down and think about it, but it's, it's hundreds of these things, and I don't think that's ever been done by any other toy line. It was nice to see Scarface in charge i didn't think you know i was a nice little custom character to see and it was also nice to see the crimson attack tank the c80 right doing it's thing, you know piloted <laughs> by a crimson guard doing because you know the crimson guard are top of the line guys so to see them actually piloting uh vehicles and you know showing how awesome they are and the effects of of course the the target drop it's it was great to see them do their thing and i'm a and with regards to uh, chapter 11, I love to see interior stuff. Because once you're playing with G.I. Joe's in the wild, you kind of get away with, you know, well, it's a forest. But when you're playing on the inside, if you put something next to them, suddenly you, it's it's four inches tall. But when you immerse them in an interior space and everything looks to scale, there's something to me there that's just like, ah, and if I can get into it and not see, oh, well, you know, that's a Coke bottle. You know, there's, I, I enjoy that as a, as a viewer. But there's just... I'm still mentally trying to unpack everything. So I, I'm i sure like later on in this week, i'm after watching about three or four times, I'm going to be loving the whole thing. But stand out right now, those two things. So many vehicles. I nice. Mean, yeah, it's wild. Things, it's, it's called people's collections
6: right? are so cool.
10: Yeah, it's the, like, the little one called the Adder,
6: right? The little
10: two missile think, vehicles to launch I a bat. So? Mm. Yeah. To launch a bat. Oh, Fire.
5: yeah. Yeah, the Adder. The no, of- Yeah. How about yes. very creative use.
6: Well, let me tell you, my favorite part was when Scoop was on screen. He was pretty awesome. He did a good job reporting. He said, Vocal what's your How runner up? Come on, to... <laughs> Rob. <laughs> what's my runner up to that? Oh gosh, I don't even know. You know, like it's nothing touches that. Um, actually, I'd say Andrew's sequence as well. Um I love space. I love science fiction and I love targets. So to be able to see dozens of targets, just doing cool shit in front of a TV screen. It was very cool. And yeah, the custom um, shuttle looked beautiful, like really, really beautiful. So, I mean, but yeah, hats off to everyone who who got involved in this and just created. I mean, as I said earlier, I think everyone, every sequence has its own like little internal story. So, I mean, you all get how to create cool stories, you know, like there's something cool happening, these amazing shots. Um, as Paul said, I think, definitely going forward we've we've certainly learned a lot um and yeah it's a, it's an experience it's absolutely incredible and i think every year it just gets better and better and i i can't i can't wait for next year i mean i can i have to but uh, yeah <laughs> that phrase that's my
4: favorite phrase these days oh god can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, wait well <laughs> well you you're you're have, to. have to i don't i don't know how you're going to live <laughs> there's going to be a lot do of waiting it. Uh, 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 uh. Paul, tie us up in a bright G.I. Joe striped bow, my friend.
5: Ooh. Troy's sign. Love it. Um, but yeah, Troy, I loved your sequence. It was a lot of fun. It was very engaging. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, or during the course of this uh, episode, uh, Celia was watching with me. She thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. Uh, she didn't fall asleep or walk away or get distracted, which just so you guys know is high praise, just to all of you, because Celia will get up in the middle of... <laughs> something great like just name a good movie Jurassic Park she'll stand up and do something and and it infuriates me but she didn't during this and she thoroughly loved it so that that's a major endorsement but yeah we we got a lot of enjoyment out of um Troy scene I especially loved seeing Lightfoot um dismantle the bomb I loved that I loved the claustrophobia of it I liked the the there was a lot of tension brought in there from just the 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 scale of things and also the um like i can't think of a good way to to really convey this into one word but the feeling you get when you jump into a swimming pool and you can't see the bottom and it's like a little bit unnerving, i kind of feel was conveyed in that disarming scene and i and that came across really well and that sticks with me in a big way and also steve uh, kudos to you man uh and it's actually such a, it's such a small little piece, but I love the the hell out of it is Scarlet and Snake Eyes. And when he says like, get down and they both get down and it's just, I love that because it was so, it's so subtle. And it's such a cool, subtle sort of transitional piece from one scene to the next. And yeah, and then the other thing I got to say is, um, yeah actually no no that's that's where it's at like like i said earlier i love the quality that was brought in but my favorite things were troy's sequence and the sign falling bomb disarmament steven's sneaky snake eyes and scarlet sequence were, were fantastic and then oh and before i forget um the the mud the i keep wanting to call it the mud bust it is the mud but mud fighter mud fighter the, the mud fighter the cinematography there was beautiful I love that on the wing cam. I think it comes across so well. It's very, it's very now, you know, it's, it's very now type of cinematography. And, and I really enjoyed that. And I, and I got to agree with, uh, with, uh, Juan in that the timing there was very good as well, you know, just like really well like put together, but yeah, that's the, it. That's, that's my, my bow.
6: There we go. <laughs>
4: Well, I love the lot of you, man. It's been such an absolute treat playing with you all, although I've been doing it in an edit bay, craning over this laptop screen with the mouse in my paw. But it did feel like a a kind of a playtime to see it all come together and such different styles and approaches uh, making this sweet symphony. I mean, it had the potential to be a complete mess, but actually it was sublime. So I love you all. Bravo, yeah. bravo. I was going to say we had for Ewoks. a complete mess. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We had dinosaurs? Ewoks. We had dinosaurs. We uh, had a little bit of the, um, uh, castle gate great gray skull, but if we're wondering what the hell happened to shipwreck on his Transformers Adult adventure, well, wonder no longer, because we're going to play off with a, a deleted scene. How exciting. <laughs> a podcast episode 259 exclusive. Um, so thank you all for joining. And here we go. Wait,
6: where is it? Oh, it's gone. Oh, no.
4: Oh, joke. I know what I need to do. Sorry. Talk amongst yourselves.
6: Give me use two talking.
4: seconds. I, I don't
5: think there was any I mean, like I always like get like scared of this 'cause I like I I don't want people to feel like just because there's a sequence, you know, that I didn't mention that I didn't like it. I gotta say this was just awesome from beginning to end. Like
4: Do you wanna intro this thing that we're about to see, Paul?
5: So does anybody know wanna know what happened to Shipwreck? Because we didn't see Shipwreck come home, he's not at the end, he's not going yo joe.
10: Uh shipwreck well, got poly lost anyway.
3: Polly anyway. <laughs> shipwreck, man Polly definitely.
10: I
9: am we get it. It's
10: so sleevily I figure.
9: Well, let's see what happened <laughs> to shipwreck. <laughs> All right,
4: so long everybody. Ciao, ciao. See ya Bye. Later. Later.
6: Yo yo.
9: Huh? What's that sound? Gotta be something, but it sounds like it's coming from up ahead. I'm gonna go and check it out. Whoa, Sailor Guy! Hey dude! Welcome to my awesome village. What's happening? Are you okay? Are you lost? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah? okay tell me more yeah yo tony yo brad what's happening dude what even are you doing? dude i'm a skunk there's always skunk at things like this that's far out my man listen do you know where my dad is hey the jamming 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 yo Dad! 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 Hey, Dad! Why, hello! What can I help you with, son? Whoa, Dad! With the green lady again, Mom's gonna be pissed! Anyway, listen, my cool sailor dude friend over here needs to get uh, get a hold of his buddies. Uh... Oh, hello there! Well, uh, we don't have a telephone. Well, actually, we do. It's in the castle. Yeah, the castle's invisible. It does that, so we just, uh, party out here. Invisible castle, you say? Alright, cool. You know who I think can help you? Brad's Uncle Dave. Dave can help you. Go and see Dave. He's got a car. Maybe he can take you somewhere with a phone. Okay now, you have yourselves a good one. Here let's go. Whoa! Claude! Yes? Have you seen my uncle anywhere? Oh yes, Dave is over there. Thanks, my dude. We totally let you borrow my car, but my stupid kid just wrecked it. It literally happened five minutes ago. Huh? Oh, buddy, if I were you, I would check my six. Ha, huh. I'm not gonna fall for that one. Gah! Way to go, Mint Card Ninja Dude! You will ah. step in a wrath of cloud! Ah. Ah. My, uh, you're my chopper! Ah. Far out, man. There's no time to waste. Jump on my back. Ah. Hold tight, my friend. And away we go!
2: Ha ha ha